Let's get back to the action on the Keystone Kickoff Show. Brought to you by the Keystone Sports Network. Get the best Penn State sports news and analysis at KeystoneSportsNetwork.com or download the Keystone Sports app from your smartphone. Welcome back to the Keystone Kickoff Show. I'm Jim Galante. I'm with Andrew P. Shea. Normally, this is time for Ask Ross. Ross is out. So we're going to ask Andy this week. This is where we'll take your questions, and then the best question wins the KSN Polo. If you want to submit your question, really easy. Just download our app, Keystone Sports, and you'll see the Ask Ross button there. Give us your question. And we always like when the newbies send a question. We, wanna, we know there's a lot of listeners out there. This is your chance during the offseason to get your question asked. Andy, are you ready, sir? I am. I'm always nervous about this because Ross is so good at this. And <laughs> he's, he's so good at, at answering questions. I, 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 I can answer questions, but I always get nervous. Like, I hope I don't, I hope I don't stink. You'll do fine. And Ross, though, Ross's weakness is oftentimes we only get through one or two questions Correct. with Ross. So we'll, we'll see if we could beat that. Let's start with Tom and Tunkanik. Uh, Tom starts by quoting, uh, Matt Millen was interviewed, and this was a quote from that interview. He was, Matt Millen was talking about Penn State's offensive line. He says, they're not physical. They just walk up to you. When you watch film, even the TV copy, just watch how much movement they get. Nobody's low. Nobody, nobody comes off the ball. Nobody rolls their hips. They go up and run into a guy and hold on to him. That was the Matt Millen quote. Is Troutman's teaching of his technique going to work? I remember, Ross, you saying his methods were much different than the previous offensive line. I'll change this into just the general question, Andy. Offensive line and Coach Troutwine, you expecting better from them? So setting the bar low... Um, I think Phil, he coaches differently. Ross is correct. It is a different approach. It is more about angles and, and, um, you know, cohesiveness instead of, you know, blunt trauma. Matt Millen is 100% right. What, what bothers me about the offensive line is that, 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 that part so Matt, Matt likes the physical part. So he, he, doesn't, he doesn't like that they're not physical. That doesn't bother me so much as the inability to recognize what's in front of them. That sort of bothers me more than anything. They get, they get stunted on. They get straight up beat. They're slow to recognize changes on the defense. They don't adjust well on the fly. And last year, they just could, as the quarters wore on in the game, they just continued to get pistol whipped more on a more consistent basis as the game went along. And I think that is one thing that, that you know, Phil can control for this offense is to drill them in their sort of, you know, their blitz pickups and their, their calls and their changes and their, you know, recognition of, of what the defense is doing. I think they need, if they can improve that a little bit on the at first, I think some of the other things start to fall into place. I don't think they're going to be a physical line under him. I just don't think that's the way he teaches offensive line. And 
kind of the way Penn State runs its offense. It kind of makes a little sense to me. But I think they need to be better over the course of the game in terms of controlling what they can control and fix what they can fix instead of getting beat on a more consistent basis, punch back on a more consistent basis. Good question. All right. Let's go to Doug in Lewistown who says, do you think the NFL should somehow be accountable to contribute to NIL funds for every BCS school since essentially it is the feeder system for players? Seems to me they're getting off cheap in this evolving college football economic hurricane and should share in the distribution of funds. Ooh, uh, that would be, I've never thought about that. My initial reaction is that would be a no. That the NFL needs to stay out of NIL as much as possible and let the college conferences, the NCAA, and the universities figure out how to manage that first. And, yeah, no. I mean, it's... The NFL has enough money that, you know, they could, they, they just have a ridiculous amount of money. That wouldn't be problematic, but I don't want the NFL in NIL. I do not. I, I just think it opens up too many cans of worms, and and it they have to identify certain players. No, not a fan. And why should they? Why right, should right. they? There's, there's, it, no, there's no value proposition for them. And the fact that players could get NIL money elsewhere – probably makes it less likely that the NFL would ever be spending money with colleges. Because, again, why should they when somebody else is providing that money? Let's go to Joe in Scranton who says, Ross, you stated on one show that replacements on the offensive line for Miranda, Wilson, and Walker will be at least as good as they were. That's not saying much. Wilson and Miranda were mediocre and Walker's effort was horrible. Might we be in trouble again with the offensive line? I'm going to add something in here real quick, Andy. I've been one who has said, I think it's possible for the offensive line to be better at every single position, all five positions this year. So I'll I'll take the heat for this one if uh, Joe thinks we've been saying that. What do you think? Yeah, I'm with Ross on this one. I I don't I I struggle to see on a consistent basis how they're going to be any better simply because the line last year had all the experience and they had talent. They they had everything you would want in in a veteran offensive line and they were an utter and absolute train wreck. So the players bear some responsibility in that, but the coaching staff also bears a lot of responsibility for that as well. So if you had everything, you know, a lot of the ingredients you want to have a potentially difference-making and veteran offensive line and it becomes an absolute dumpster fire, what's to say inserting three new players is going to be any different? Do I think they could be a little bit better? Possibly. Do I expect them to be better? I do not. I just think they can't be part of the problem. They just have to be a little more of a part of the solution. They have enough running backs, quarterbacks, and skill position guys and tight ends to sort of make this offense go. Just 
kind of don't be part of the problem, and 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 that that would be enough. Well, I'll take the other side. I'll take the glass half full here, Andy. In that, um, I don't think Rasheed Walker had a great year last year. Not Did sure not. that means anything as far as his NFL career. I would have thought Landon Tengwall showed enough that he could have been the left tackle. The fact that the team says we've got this guy Fashanu who we are going to plug in as the left tackle, that tells me they're even more confident in him, have seen enough. I think they'll be better there. I think Tangwall at left guard will be better than what they had previously. I, I think with Eric Wilson and Mike Miranda in the middle there, the fact that they moved Juice Scruggs to center even last year told you they probably weren't happy with Miranda as center. So I think you're going to be better there. I think they have a couple options. Sal Warmly, Hunter Norzad coming in as a transfer at right guard. I think they have a chance to be better there. And Caden Wallace at right tackle, he's the one position that's remaining essentially from the start of last year. He didn't have a great year last year. He has the tools to be better. Will he? Not sure. But that's why I said I think there's potential to be better at all five positions. Let's get to uh, Steve in Columbia. He says, Ross, you and Jim discussed recently the NIL deal for Nick Singleton. Glad it worked out. However, if I'm P.J. Mustafer or any of the other third or fourth year players who's busted his butt for all these years, don't you think it's a real possibility to cause locker room issues? P.J. might think, Hey, I've given my all, and this kid who just showed up gets the paycheck. Where's my money? Particularly an issue if the new kid doesn't pan out, even though I surely hope he does. So that would be a hard no. That, and I'm gonna explain. I'll tell you why. From having spent so many years and covering uh, football at all levels, and you know, knowing several NFL players, really. Uh, intimately and closely, uh, current players and former players, they don't marginalize their own income and or what somebody else is getting. That that doesn't bother them. Most most of them are like, good for that, good for him, good for him. I'm glad for him. That generally is the locker room mantra. Like, like you know what? Good for him. Get you some. Take care of your family. Good for you. Nick Singleton, PJ Mustafer saying Nick Singleton. Good for you. You know, I, I got to figure out how I can get a piece of that pie on my own. But I'm not, I, I don't think that causes any locker room problems at all. Not in any way, shape, or form. Because generally speaking, players are happy for other players who get what they have coming to them. They are not inherently jealous over the pool of money. They just have to figure out and maybe work harder and do a little bit more to get their share of the pie. But Money-wise, there is not a lot of jealousy in locker rooms. There, and you would think there could be, but there, there is not. I have, I have intimately talked about that with guys, and they're like, "Yeah, no, that doesn't bother me at all." Well, the interesting thing, though, Andy, is you're talking about NFL players, professionals who know it's a business. These are much younger, more inexperienced people, inexperienced in life matters. So might this be a bit different than the NFL? I, I, I do not think so. I, I honestly do not because the NIL 
is it's kind of a broad scape that it's up to you to figure it out on your own and get your own piece of the pie. I, I really can't see how, in the example that was given, that P.J. would be upset, especially being a D tackle as compared to a running back. I just got to figure out how to get mine as a D tackle. That's his job. It's not his job to, you know, compare himself to Nick Singleton. So I, I really honestly don't see that as a locker room issue. I really honestly don't because each player has the same opportunity. Now, do they really? No. But inherently, each player has the same opportunity to get some of theirs. It will be interesting to see how it plays out. I do agree with you. I think the players more often will be happy for their teammates yep. rather than you know jealous on the, these issues. But we shall see. That's it for quarter number three. We'll name our winner in quarter number four. Stay tuned. This is Jen from Collegiate Athletic Travel. We've been offering travel to the biggest Penn State games for over 50 years. This fall, we continue that tradition in partnership with Keystone Sports Network with a trip to the Penn State Auburn game. Join us for charter flight, staying at the team hotel, transportation to and from the game, and even a great tailgate party at the stadium are included. For more information, go to athletictravel.com or call 1-800-788-4414. See you there. What defines the special spirit of Penn State? Why Penn State by author Greg Woodman looks to Happy Valley in the 1980s for answers. Featuring rare photos, original essays, and exclusive interviews with Coach Paterno, this beautiful 256-page full-color hardback edition explores the why behind We Are. It's chicken soup for the Nittany Lions' soul and makes the perfect gift for any Penn Stater in your life, including you. Order today at whypennstate.com. <laughs> 